I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poley and we're your host for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 87 and this week's question is how do you avoid creating Mary Sue characters? Before we begin don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show and if you enjoy our episode please do give it a like. Okay so I suppose we should discuss what a Mary Sue is and it is a derogatory term used to refer to an idealized and perfect main character. It's usually used to describe a female main character and there is a term for male characters however everyone seems to have a different one that could be Gary Stew, Larry Stew, Marty Stew that was the other one so who knows but Mary Sue is the one that everyone seems to know unless you don't. So this, this perfectionism of a main character can come in the form of physical appearance, skills and talents, intelligence, anything like that. And it's often a mix of all of these. What happens with a Mary Sue is you end up with a kind of a flat character with very few or almost no flaws at all, no imperfections and very little ability to grow and develop. So a Mary Sue character is the sort of character that does not grab a reader. They are considered quite boring to read I do know a lot of people like writing them. They're probably quite interesting to write because you don't always realise you're doing it. But yeah, as readers, Mary Sue's are not great. So how do we stop from writing them? And let me say, many writers, especially new and young writers, can create Mary Sue's without realising it. And I know that is an issue. But don't worry, there is ways to sort of figure it out and then change it. Usually comes through an edit. See, editing fixes everything. The thing with Mary Sue characters is that it, As Ari just said, they are considered boring to read, but it's also not realistic. And I get it, most of us write fiction, which it's not real. But when it comes to creating a Mary Sue character, you do want the character to develop and still be realistic because you want them to relate to your readers. Or I guess you want your readers to relate to the character, I should say. And nobody is perfect. Nobody should strive to be perfect. And by creating a Mary Sue, you're sort of creating that mentality that people can be perfect and that they should be perfect whether you mean to or not I'm not saying people are doing it on purpose and that it's a necessarily a bad thing but your readers should be able to move along the story with their character and agree with them disagree with them but also relate to them a little bit and sort of have a relationship with the characters despite them being fictional that's it exactly isn't it relatability Even if you're writing some sort of superhero character who's really, really strong and we don't have the ability to go, yeah, I'm really strong too, there's still ways to be relatable to a character. And I have to say, you can make a perfect character, one that is physically perfect, mentally, you know, mentally perfect, emotionally perfect, an absolute, you know, idolized character. But by the end of the novel, they better be like crying and struggling and and, and like losing their power that's the point it's meant they're meant to change they're meant to grow and adapt and that even means growing the other way that's not the right word (laughs) that even means degrowing is that a word i don't know we're just going to go with it you know where you start off with a strong powerful character and by the end maybe that power has been stripped away maybe they were a hero and by the end they become a villain maybe or at least people think they're the villain they need to change and the problem is, when we talk about Mary Sue, is this is the sort of character that does not change. They start perfect, they end perfect. And throwing in the odd vice, like, oh my gosh, that character swore, is not enough. And I have seen that, where it's like, oh, I gave them a vice. They, they said a bad word, or they tried a cigarette once. And it's like, ugh, I hate that. Well, that's the thing. When people 
if if you create character profiles, I know not everybody does, but a lot of times when you create a character profile, you often try to think of a list of traits that you that describe your character. And a lot of people look at positive traits, but they pay no attention to the negative traits. And a lot of times you might not have to. The characters will usually write themselves and they could show both positive and negative traits on their own during the story. But you should have some sort of idea. And again, I'm going to say, I know not everybody plans out their novels. Some people just go ahead and jump right into the writing. But if you're going to create a character, have some sort of idea of what you want their goal to be and where you want them to end up at the end of the story so that they don't regress or degrow, as Ari <laughs> Unless they're meant to, unless they're meant oh, to. Right, yeah, unless they're meant to. But you want, you want, them, you want them to regress in like a, a, a good way. <laughs> not, that, not that anybody should be regressing on certain things, but depending on what the situation is and what the plot is. And this is yeah. a hard topic because every story is different and everybody writes differently. So oh. quick di- disclaimer, as you should do with all of our episodes, take our advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> That should be our tagline. Take our face with a great applause. <laughs> should be. It really should be. <laughs> no, but you're right. It's like, say, say we did have the superhero character that's absolutely perfect in every way. And by the end, they have lost their power. It's like, that doesn't have to be a negative. It can literally be, look, they didn't need the super strength and super speed and laser eyes to overcome difficulties. They lost their power and they, they managed to use teamwork and friendship or sneaky tenacity. I don't know. Whatever you want. You know, it doesn't have to be this, oh my God, they were great and now they're awful. It can still work in the same way by kind of giving them an adaptability. So, but the, yeah, we're just trying to get you away from writing this kind of, oh my God, this character's perfect. So with that being said, here's one of my main tips. And I know I'm probably going to get a stick for this, but I don't care. Don't make a character an embodiment of yourself. The reason that happens is, especially with younger writers, there is this need to put themselves as the main character and then make this more perfect version. Because let's be honest, as Rachel said, a lot of people are writing fantasy. And yeah, so maybe you really like the idea of having thick, wavy hair and perfect eyesight and a really high intelligence and great martial art ability. And you don't have that. So you write that. That's often where Mary Sue characters can accidentally develop. You start off with giving them certain features that you would like. And then it adds to, well, I'd really like to be a, you know, ace gunslinger and a perfect chef and can fly every plane and talk to animals. And it just becomes this kind of wish fulfillment. So you can add some traits of your own. You can add some of your virtues. You can add some of your vices. You can even add some of your own physical traits if that's what you want. But I do recommend, you know, not creating yourself as an avatar in your books again I know a lot of people start like that and that is okay to start like that especially if you're new to writing and you're kind of finding your feet about how to create characters I mean it's kind of understandable to use people you know and yourself to build characters at the beginning of your really really at the start of your writing journey try and think of that as like a very basic template and then go back and then start pulling some of those pieces out thinking about that character and going do they really need all the martial arts skills and all the weapon skills it's like this is not the matrix where you've plugged them into everything so yeah just dial it back a bit and don't create yourself as a character we've actually done an episode in the past and i can't remember which episode 
it is, but we did talk about whether or not writers should put themselves in their books or not. And I got to be brutally honest, I don't remember what we said. <laughs> I really don't. I don't remember any of the advice that we said. But I do agree with that. I think I think putting yourself in your story when you're first starting out isn't a bad idea because it does give you practice on creating characters and things like that. And you can show different ways that you can grow fictionally, but also you need to think about your negative traits as well because unfortunately we are not all perfect. So if you are going to write yourself as a character, you need to have the good as well as the bad. And it also helps too that you need to find some traits that reflect other traits. As Ari mentioned, you just use the example about like having like good eyesight with teal eyes, and, you know, all, all that stuff. But here I go. I'm going to use Marvel as another example yet again. Hawkeye in the comics, the reason he has such good eyesight and he is Hawkeye is because he's deaf. And that is not portrayed in the movies at all. It's not explained at all. But in the comics, he is deaf. And because he loses, he doesn't have one of his main senses. All of his other senses are heightened. And I'm not saying that being deaf is a flaw, but they had to adapt to, you know, being deaf. And because of that, X, Y, and Z happened. When you come up, whether it's a positive trait or a negative trait, you can come up with something that's like the polar opposite or give them another trait because of something else that they have or they did or they think. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm always fine with us using Marvel as a good reference because whether it's the comics or the movies, there's so many characters, so much going on. And not all the characters have it, but there is a lot of growth and change and adaptability within the characters and like backstory that, that can affect them or give them those traits. So yeah, I, I, I'm totally fine. I think, I think we, should, we should always be using Marvel as a reference. And if you haven't read the comics, go do that. It's very important. Yep. It is very important. <laughs> you never know. Maybe, maybe Marvel will be like, wow, they're pimping our stuff. We'll sponsor them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Marvel, give us money. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to move on to my next point. Always, always create characters that develop. I know I've said that. I'm saying it again. Your characters need to get better or worse, depending on where your story's going. You know, if they're going to de-evolve into the villain, then they need to do that. They need to change. They need to develop at something, at skills, their communication, reactions, emotional maturity, physicality, whether they get injured, whether they get enhanced. Something needs to change. And it should not happen really, really soon. We're not talking they start out and then the inciting incident is they get superhuman powers. That is a change, but that's not that should not be the only change. It shouldn't be in on page one and two the regular person on page three and four they get hit by a radioactive octopus in the face at a sushi bar and boom suddenly the octopus man i don't know if octopus man is a character if i am and i'm accidentally using it and infringing on some, some someone's copyright i apologize but anyway it <laughs> totally lost my train of thought it's like that is not the change there should be more changes that follow the character's arc in the story should allow a development and, a, and an adaptability and a growth to the character that we can go along with the ride. That's what we want to do. We want to see them change. Let's, you know, let, let's, let's jump to our other favourite thing to reference. Lord of the Rings. How Frodo started off, how Frodo ended. Big difference. Big difference. You can see the change in him. 
and yes obviously it was the ring and everything but it doesn't matter it was a change that we got to see that is important so take a little bit of time look at your characters list out all those wonderful points list out all those bad points and then make sure that they kind of add up you know you want loads of great ones and a couple of bad ones and then no change it's like where are they going and also can we avoid the oh the biggest vices they want to please people they're too nice that is not a big enough vice can i just say that that is not a big enough vice so i've seen that a few too many times like they're, they're just they're just so darn nice mm, no that is crap I'm really sorry. I'm just still stuck on the radioactive octopus and a surgeon. <laughs> I wanted to avoid the whole spider thing, so I thought, well, something different. And then Dog Ock came in my head, and I was like, well, we'll throw an octopus at it. Yeah. But the fact that you put the octopus in a sushi bar. It worked. <laughs> Would you prefer? I love the immediate detail. You're like, ah, oh, radioactive <laughs> octopus tentacle to the face at a sushi bar. Yep. Yeah, that's my idea. Nobody's allowed to steal it, unless, of course, oh my you have a story idea. And I stolen it by mistake yeah. <laughs> is this octopus in a tank was it ready to be eaten or was it on somebody's plate and it came alive because it's radioactive i like that i, li- I love that yeah it was, it was <laughs> the calamari that sort of like calamari and went for him perfect oh my gosh uh but yeah develop those characters people <laughs> i no legit i just i didn't even hear anything you said <laughs> it's just like octopus not listening to me again no <laughs> It's your fault. <laughs> blaming, blaming. That was your fault. No, I I tune people out sometimes, but that particular one, that was your fault because that was funny, and you weren't even trying to be funny. But I, <laughs> I will take it. I will always take someone saying I'm funny. Doesn't happen often, so <laughs> I will take that. I mean, but yeah, as I already said, create characters that can develop. <laughs> Yay! Thumbs up. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say that because you're holding your thumb up. It's like, you know, this is radio, right? No one's going to be able I know, to. Nobody can see me, but the, the thumb is up. <laughs> see, there you go. There's a flaw. You can have a character who just tunes people out red <laughs> and has no idea what's going on. And they're on this journey, but they don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so you, you want someone to write you. That's you. Yeah, see, I can't, according to Ari, I can't write a character that's the embodiment of myself, but you guys can. <laughs> yeah, use Rachel as your inspiration. Oh my gosh. I have to say, one one way, if you are struggling with character development and you're not sure if you are making a Mary Sue, is think about some of your favourite characters from both fiction and, like, sorry, from both literature and maybe movies or TV. Think about why you like them and then maybe write that out. Like, what are their vices what are their virtues how have they changed from maybe the first episode in the series to the 10th or the millionth whatever however many episodes there were or at the beginning of the movie to the end it will help to kind of give you an idea of how that character changed of how your characters could change different things that can trigger those changes and how you felt to the, towards that character did you like them at the beginning and hate them at the end did you were you a bit off with them at the beginning and then you saw them struggling and overcoming those struggles so you liked them were they just bleh? obviously not if they're your favorite character but yeah you can use them as kind of a template again to kind of give yourself an idea of how to develop a character if you are struggling with that and there's nothing wrong with struggling with that we all start somewhere and we all have struggles and if character development is one of the struggles there are ways to get around it and using you know other people's characters and sort of almost like 
I don't want to say dissecting them because that sounds gross. Deconstructing them. By deconstructing them, it can give you new ideas and ways of thinking towards your own characters. So just a thought. Just a thought. You can dissect an octopus. <laughs> your silly comments and the cat crying outside. This is just a complete <laughs> rigmarole. Okay, if you actually got to the end of this podcast, good on you because that is impressive. So what we did was we discussed what a Mary Sue is. And again, obviously, this is not just a female character. There are male characters, you know, the Mary Sues, Marty Sues. I have no idea. Try not to make a hyped up version of yourself as an avatar for your story. Make your characters grow and develop and make them relatable and realistic. That's how you connect them to readers. Very important. Okay, now it's your turn. Have you ever created a Mary Sue character? We'd love to chat about it. Tell us your answers in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag at the Mary Writer Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to get some extra content, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer Podcast. You can support our show for as little as $1 a month and get extra bonus content. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. I contributed nothing to this episode. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you did this on purpose because this is mine to edit the funny thing is you you started it with the whole octopus thing that was a cracking idea brilliant idea and you you laughed at it devastated anyway i've got to finish my ending this podcast is brought to you by stuffed bookshelves our tbr piles are huge the music titled inspired is by kevin mcleod licensed from the creative commons 4.0